When my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, <clears throat> we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their fault. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises, declared unto mankind, Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant to most merciful Father for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. For the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, of thy faithful people, pardon and peace. They may be cleansed from all of their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise you, the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 61 and 62. Psalm 61. Hear my crying, O God, give ear unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I call upon thee, when my heart is in heaviness. O set me up upon the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been my hope and a strong tower for me against the enemy. I will dwell in thy tabernacle forever, and my trust shall be under the covering of thy wings. For thou, O Lord, hast heard my desires, and hast given an heritage unto those that fear thy name. Thou shalt grant the king a long life, that his years may endure throughout all generations. He shall dwell before God forever. O prepare thy loving mercy and faithfulness, that they may preserve him. So will I always sing praise unto thy name, that I may daily perform my vows. Psalm 62 My soul truly waiteth still upon God, for of him cometh my salvation. For verily he is my strength and my salvation, he is my defense, so that I shall not greatly fall. How long will you imagine mischief against every man? You shall be slain all the sort of you. Yea, as a tottering wall shall ye be, and like a broken hedge. Their device is only how to put him whom God will exalt. Their delight is in lies. They give good words with their mouth, but curse with their heart. Nevertheless, my soul waits thou still upon God, for my hope is in him. He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not fall. In God is my health and my glory, 
the rock of my might, and in God is my trust. O oh, put your trust in him always, you people. Pour out your hearts before him, for God is our hope. As for the children of men, they are but vanity. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the weights they are altogether lighter than vanity itself. O oh, trust not in wrong and robbery. Give not yourselves unto vanity. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God spake once, and twice I have also heard of the same, that power belongeth unto God. And that thou, Lord, art merciful, for thou rewardest every man according to his work. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the book of Nehemiah. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. It came to pass in the month of Chislev, in the twentieth year, as I was in Shushan the citadel, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, The survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven, and I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open, that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Both my father's house and I have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you, and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Remember, I pray, the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me, and keep my commandments, and do them, though some of you were cast out to the farthest part of the heavens, Yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. O Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant his mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, 
as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Now about that time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James the brother of John with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals, and so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, You are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, It is his angel. Now Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Go, tell these things to James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. Then as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter. But when Herod had searched for him and not found him, he examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. Now Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, but they came to him with one accord, and having made Blastus the king's personal aid their friend, they asked for peace, because their country was supplied with food by the king's country. So on a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, The voice of a god and not of a man. Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him, because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God grew and multiplied. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, 
be light to lighten the Gentiles, to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who never failest to help and govern those whom thou dost bring up in thy steadfast fear and love, keep us, we beseech thee, under the protection of thy good providence, and make us to have a perpetual fear and love of thy holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and that, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let in our darkness we beseech thee, O Lord, by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of the only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Welcome. A couple thoughts on tonight's lessons. Uh, the Old Testament lesson comes from the book of Nehemiah. And we've just begun this book. And Nehemiah is a uh, contemporary of Ezra. They, they lived at the same time. And where it falls into place is that it's a historical book written by uh, the man Nehemiah. Uh, it does not seem that Nehemiah was, was necessarily a prophet because uh, this book is not placed in, in that portion of uh, the canon near the prophets, but it's placed in the history. Um, <clears throat> so the Babylonian captivity ends and uh, three waves happen of, of, of Jewish people returning to Jerusalem. The first one was led by Zerubbabel, uh, documented in the first part of Ezra. Uh, the second wave was, was sent by Ezra, and the third wave uh, was led by Nehemiah. And uh, it's interesting to note that Nehemiah was a cupbearer for the king. And, um, and so uh, the book of Esther happens uh, in between the, the first wave where Zerubbabel uh, leads a group of, 
of the remnant back to Jerusalem and when Ezra leads a group of the remnant back to Jerusalem. And, um, and so it's possible uh, that Nehemiah and Esther knew each other. They both had access to the king. And so just kind of to tie in this narrative, and they're not like loosely connected to books, but these people all interacted with each other and knew each other. And this was a community in Babylon. And, and so um, and so we have uh, this, this history told now by Nehemiah and, and, his, um, and his leading the remnant, uh, a, a portion of the remnant back to Jerusalem. And each one of these um, leading of the remnant brings a different key thing to Jerusalem. Um, first off, you, you, you have Zerubbabel who comes back and establishes the, you know, the, the priesthood in, in, in Jerusalem. And you've got, um, no, well, he brings back a priest with him. He wasn't the priest. Then you have uh, Ezra who comes and completes the temple and brings back a spiritual renewal. And then you have Nehemiah who's going to come and they rebuild the walls of the city. And um, in rebuilding the walls of the city, we, we also see that he brings back um, an emphasis on the law. And Bishop Scarlett's pointed out a few times that um, the Pharisees, their, their, um, their outlook and philosophy on life, which is um, following the law will mean we get a blessing from God um, and we will have favor with God, traces its roots back to Nehemiah right here. And so we see in his prayer, um, first off, he's still in Babylon and one of his servants comes back and, and does gives him a report on what's going on in Jerusalem. And because the wall is not rebuilt, Jerusalem in the ancient world, you really needed a wall around your city to protect you from enemies who would come and loot and so um, we're told that Jerusalem is in a state of reproach, that is disgrace, that is um, they're vulnerable. And, um, you know, God's people aren't to be vulnerable. God's people are to be, um, you know, set on a mountain, set apart. They're not to be, um, you know, the ones who suffer uh, uh, vandals to come through and, and steal from. Uh, they are the ones who are to be a prosperous nation and characterized by the right worship of God. And so uh, it's a very emotional thing for Nehemiah. It moves him to tears and he prays to God. And in this prayer, we get hints of, we need to follow the commandments of Moses. You can see his thought process. This happened, the whole thing, the whole exile happened because we didn't listen to Moses. And because we're now in exile, we have to rebuild the city all of this bad stuff has has happened because we didn't listen to Moses. We didn't follow the commandments, which isn't a hundred percent correct. Um, it's not, and, and I think he gets it wrong. This is where the Pharisees get it wrong: is is it isn't um, we follow the commandments to so that God will love us. It is uh, God loves us because God loves us. He's chosen us. Therefore, out of Thanksgiving, we follow the commandments. And so, um, and so I think you can kind of set up this, uh, we're trying to earn favor from God by following the commandments instead of just receiving love from God and, and accepting that God loves us. And because he loves us, because he's chosen us in all over the world and all of human history to be his chosen people, 
we're going to follow the commandments and thanksgiving to him. And that's the right mode to address God. And that's what Jesus comes to point out that it's, 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 you know, we, we, we receive love from God. We receive his grace. We receive his salvation. And out of the thankfulness, then we follow the commands. And if we get the order wrong, then all we're doing is, is we were not able to love neighbor and self. We only can give what we receive. And if we don't receive God's love, like the Pharisees did not, instead they're trying to earn God's love, they couldn't give love to anyone else in the nation of Israel. And, and so Jesus comes and points this out to the Pharisees who think he's crazy and, um, and angers Jesus in that way. Going to um, our old or New Testament lesson, the book of Acts here, uh, we have uh, the death of James. James has historically been, been seen as the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And, uh, and so Herod captures and kills him, but he also captures Peter, um, but doesn't kill St. Peter because it's uh, Passover time and they don't want to kill anyone during the Passover and they're going to wait till after. And so, um, you know, what we get here is that the church prayed uh, unceasingly. It says, um, constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And this is an important thing is that when we pray, we're not, we're not, we don't, we do pray individually, but that's not how our prayer is received. Like our prayer is received as members of the church. It's the church that prays. And we, when we pray, we are praying through the church to Jesus. And, and that, and that's how that works. And, and so it's the church that prays, um, and, and our individual prayers are important in that. And, um, when we pray, we are helping the church. When we don't pray, we are hindering the church. And so when we look at our own individual life of prayer, um, it's important to, to stay on top of that because it helps our community. Just us praying strengthens our community. And this is what happens is, is that the prayers of the church are heard by God and God does something about it. God allows himself to be moved by prayer and he listens to our prayer and and um and we see this with you know abraham you know trying to, to say hey, please don't destroy the city if i can find 50 men who are righteous don't destroy the city and god says okay and then you know go, if you find 50 men i won't destroy the city and then abraham says all right well what if i find 10 men and god says okay if you find 10 men i won't destroy the city and as what this shows is, is not that, you know, God can be persuaded, but what it shows is that God does listen to us and responds to us in a real way. That so we can ask God for things that we want as a church and God will hear it. And sometimes God will do something about it, which is what he did here in freeing St. Peter. And so I think the takeaway here is, you know, the prayers of the church are what freed St. Peter. And um, and we can also look at, you know, St. Peter's imprisonment uh, as an allegory for our own imprisonment in, of sin, right? And so, um, you know, sin binds us. We're slaves to sin and death. And our own prayers are the things that help to release our bonds 
from sin and death. Just as, you know, St. Peter was freed in a very real way from prison, we are also freed in, in a very real way from sin and death through our prayer and our drawing near to God. So that would be, I mean, it's a very lengthy passage. I don't know if we have time to touch every last thing that was in here, but I think um, just the, the prayerfulness of the church is something that is very real, is, is very helpful to the church, and um, helps to free us from our own sin and death. A couple of thoughts on today's lessons. Because it's Wednesday, we will uh, offer to God the litany for the church and evangelism. So you may follow along, read aloud the italicized portions by clicking the chat bar. We offer the litany for the church and evangelism this evening to the glory of God, the prayers and intentions of those who are present. We ask that God would give us a fruitful um, season of Trinity, where we can grow in the um, knowledge of our own resurrections, and that God would open up new opportunities of mission and ministry within our diocese and our parish, and the parishes that our diocese is working with. O God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth. Have mercy upon us. O God, the Son, redeemer of the world. Have mercy upon us. O God, the Holy Ghost, sanctifier of the faithful. Have, Have mercy, mercy upon us. O holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God. Have mercy, Have mercy upon, upon us. And Cindy, I think that your mic is on if you want to mute that. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and all in authority, that they may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace, to hear meekly thy word, and to receive it with pure affection, and to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve all those for any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. In impatience and other sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their heart. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to imbue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit, to amend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please you to have mercy on the faithful departed. 
granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that it may please thee to fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be thy witnesses in word and deed, in our homes, work, and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament, opening minds to understand the scriptures, making thyself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to put it into our hearts to seek out and find thy lost sheep and bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to fill us with such love for one another that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ, to be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, brought thy Holy Spirit upon our diocese and the parishes our diocese is working in, and write unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare. Enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers, strengthen and increase the faithful, visit and relieve the sick, turn and soften the wicked, rouse the negligent and careless, recover the fallen, restore the penitent, Remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth. Bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church. The honor and glory of thy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Barb and Rochelle, for responding and reading tonight. Thank you all for being here. I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday night. Thank you, Deacon Andrew. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening.